0: Oh, here we go. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're recording C technology. Okay. Well, I'll do it again. I don't know what's We're going, going to on today. That's all right. <laughs> you know, we'll just live in truth and authenticity. Um, welcome to 2 Legit to QT. Um, my name is Connor, and I'm your host today. I'm so excited to talk to Nicholas Baruti and Tracy Luca of the film Dark State. Welcome to the show, you guys.
1: thank Thank you so much for having us time to chat with you
0: yes yes so i i feel like i have so many questions but i have to narrow it down um tracy first off this is a psychological thriller and there were so many themes i was like you know you you are a conscious writer i think now um the content that i see um you you don't really know you know what's coming um there i don't know if like filmmakers don't necessarily i don't want to say this but you really write for the intelligent audience viewer um i saw that i was like there's so many so many messages you hit the me too movement um you talked about um uh, success and big business. Can you tell us a little bit about what what inspired you to create Dark State? Well, first
2: of all, thank you so much for that. That that was very encouraging, and um, I, I appreciate those words. I really do. Um, I worked hard on the script. I did, and uh, it does seem like it was ripped right from the headlines. But in fact, it was it was written a while ago. Um, but it's it's very timely and it's 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 very relevant and i get that a lot um i appreciate it and i guess i i guess i was writing something that i would like to see there's when i sit down to watch a film i i want to think i i want to figure it out um i don't just want to be entertained although that's that's a major part of it right right so that's I guess that that was my motivation. I wanted to take these issues that I was interested in and explore and expand on them. Because a lot of times these issues will hit the news and they'll just be around for maybe maybe a cycle and they're gone. And I'll think, wait, what? I, I want to know what what was that? I want to know more about that. Um, And so it it really is. These are just the issues and and issues that I that I'm interested in and that I like to read about, research and write about.
0: So thank you for that. Absolutely. You know, Nina Simone says that said that it's an artist's duty to reflect the times. And you definitely were reflecting the times in dark state. Um, Definitely conscious content, definitely conscious content. Um, so this is your second film. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience as an independent filmmaker and some of the challenges you faced, like with this film and how you overcame them?
2: Uh, no, no challenges in the grand sense. I mean, basic ones like weather, you know, but I had a great crew from Philadelphia. I had, a, I had an amazing producer, Michelle Gray. Um, I had amazing actors. Nicholas is one of them. Uh, that that had a, a firm. A lot of the actors had their their base in 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 um, theater. A lot of them Philadelphia theater, and th- so they came to the set. They knew their lines. They knew what they were doing. This was not this was not uh, an indie film where it wasn't where we just okay let's play it by ear let's ad lib. No, they they really they understood uh, the message. The lines were memorized, and they were a great great group of people. Great group of actors. Um, my first film was even more low budget than this, if you can believe that. But I was lucky enough to be able to have uh, to be able to shoot in my hometown of Hamilton, New Jersey. I had I have a tremendous support system here, and I felt that whatever was thrown our way, curveball so to speak, uh, we dealt with it. So it took a village,
0: and we did it. Amazing, amazing. Well, Nicholas, that leads me into my next question. I really liked your performance first and foremost. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely tell that you have training. I took the pleasure of looking at your website, and you're definitely a trained actor. I could see that with your co-stars that you all the cho- within the choices that you made. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience filming an independent like Dark State, and how that is different from when you're filming TV, such as being on FBI.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, thank you for those kind words. Um, yes, this this was such an interesting time because um, I got into this profession because I loved it and this is what I wanted to do. But as in, I'm sure with many people's careers, you get into uh, a routine where you're tr- trying to ascend the ladder. You're trying to chase the carrot, You're trying to get the next FBI, the next thing, the next thing. And so you start looking at your choices and your projects based on that Trying to elevate your status, and your name, and getting you the next thing. And this was in um, dark state. And there was one film I did right just prior to this, where I just took a moment to myself when I saw some breakdowns coming in or some some offers, and and I actually stopped and thought, I want to be a part of this because I want to be a part of this artistically. I just th- this is you forget why you just chase sometimes get chasing, and uh, don't get me wrong, being on any any big TV show or thing, it's wonderful. Um, but sometimes you're not, you can't invest yourself into a character and into a story kind of like coming out of theater, you know, when you're getting to do these really great plays and work on these great scripts. And sometimes when you're working in TV, it's just, OK, yes, you booked it, your fittings tomorrow, you're shooting the next day. And I think, like, let's talk about the character. And they're like, what? Just go, go over there and say your line. Um, so that was. That is that. That's, can be a major difference, is being able to have that fundamental, foundational root of why you want to be a part of this, and it's it's building something and a collaboration and telling a story and building a character. And um, there was that was a great reminder to me when I got to shoot this was um, to not forget why I got why I want to do this with my life.
0: Wow. Wow. I think that's the beauty of creating conscious content is it ties. It attracts people who are tied to their purpose. Um, And you could definitely see that in dark state. How were you able to um, to create the director actor relationship? Because um, Tracy, um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jeremiah Kipp. He did a film called Slapface, And one of the things that the actors repeated over and over is that he's a, a di- an actor's director because he gives actors the freedom and the liberty to, um, to explore um, on set and to try different things with their character. And like you said, Nicholas, earlier, sometimes when you're like on a TV set, they're just like, nope, go, hit your mark, hit your cue. There's no room for ex- exploration. But... With independence, I'm an actress myself. With independence, oftentimes, sometimes, not all the time, but um, directors will allow you to play. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your actor-director relationship?
2: Uh, yeah, I felt that we that we definitely had a relationship. Uh, the the actors were great. And whenever someone came to me and said, I feel like I can do it a little bit differently. And I feel like I just want to do a whole different. I want to do a completely different. Actually, that that happened in the scene with uh, Joe Boy and Alicia. He came to me and said, I just want to do it completely different and let's see where it goes. And I love that. So I absolutely felt that we that we had that relationship and I was open to it. So, yeah.
0: Wow.
1: My, my perspective on that was that it was very interesting because. Uh, going through the audition process to the offer uh, from Trace and your team. As I got uh, a few weeks off from shooting, I got a revised script that was Rusty's arc. Everything was completely different. And so um, being a very cliche actor that I am, I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're changing it all because of me. They don't think I can do this the way. And um, so I'm, I'm talking to the casting director and some of the people of the team. And uh, he said, you know, Tracy be happy to talk to you. And I said, oh, that's great. You know, I don't want to take up the director's time in pre-production. And um, an amazing thing that you find in a project like this was that Tracy said, after we saw your audition and went with you, we decided to try to mold the character more to how we saw that you portrayed the character in your audition mm-hmm. the choices that you made. We went back and reworked some of the character into the choices you made. And that was just, you know, you go from thinking, oh my God, I think I ruined their movie before we started it to, hey, look at that. I did something they liked. Um, So, I mean, talk about a collaborative experience there. I mean, influencing the arc of the character within the story. I mean, that was was pretty fantastic uh, moment
0: wow that's that's amazing um you know i i was looking at the film and i saw that there seemed to be a lot of drone shots um that was really fascinating to me like the shot shot from down down up from down i don't know if you guys used a drone when when shooting uh did you or okay 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 was there any symbolism behind that um because i was just thinking it just seemed very symbolic. Like maybe it was, you know, our view of the world and this how we want to be on the top, but we really need to be present and be here on earth. Was there any symbolism behind picking those? Because the drone shots were pretty consistent throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Or
2: maybe this unseen hand um, that you now has a focus on this little town. Oh. Okay. I never thought that it's open to interpretation, I know.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that allowing the audience to make up their mind. The intelligent viewer. Yes. <laughs> so let's see. So the film opens with a quote, "The devil doesn't come dressed doesn't come dressed in a red cape and pointy horn horns. He comes as everything you ever wished for." Can you unpack that? Um, and what that means, and the symboli- symbolism of that quote in the film. Well, I it,
2: it's right. The devil comes as everything you've ever wanted. So a lot of people might think, "Well, I would never do anything evil because I would recognize it. I would immediately recognize evil." But but do we? It could come in a very pretty package. It could come in the in the package that uh, that was offered uh, to several people in this film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it never seems when it's being presented to you as if it's evil, it just mm-hmm. comes to you as, as, well, why wouldn't you take this opportunity and why wouldn't you do this and, and worry about yourself and your own? And why, why are you worrying about everybody else? Mm-hmm. And, well, and what is the what is the devil anyway? It's it's the opponent, it's the self, it's the ego. So right. that's I think that that is pretty explanatory. So yes. yeah.
0: Yes. Um, so Nicholas, mm-hmm. this whenever you're doing like psycho thrillers, it's very heavy subject matter because it's it's kind of like your worst nightmare on steroids, but <laughs> could definitely happen within reality. Yeah. How did you, so as an actor, how, when you, as an actor working on psycho thrillers, how were you able to digest the material, process the material so you could show up every day and do your job on set, but then also ground yourself after?
1: Well, I think probably um, the, the gift of playing Rusty or the advantage was with all of that, like you said, all of this, the weight of it is, you know. He's kind of serving as the escort to the audience through the through the movie, kind of the moral compass perspective, mm-hmm. and so he's learning as you're learning. So the weight of it is coming incrementally, and kind of you know to um, what you and Tracy are both saying about how do we get off track as people, how do these things happen, is kind of the appeal of a of a, a script like this and the independent nature of it is that the characters are gray it's not black and white it's not this simplistic this guy does this this bad well that's the bad guy that's the white hat that's the black hat so you even see as you see many characters do but as you see rusty starting to struggle with the lines and um, his care for alicia and what he feels like is his duty as a journalist and um to the news and to the newspaper and to his community um i'm getting a little off track there but the the easy part of it was that it came it comes in stages as it comes to the character and throughout the story so which is how we deal with it in life you know everything doesn't come at once and you're trying to get through one situation at a time and so if if i was not to get to Actory, but if I was able to just kind of stay in that moment and not look at the whole scope of the script, you know, it's like I'm, gonna de- I'm dealing with this right now in this moment. OK, how are we going to get through that? And then you see it all build and how it all and how the evolution or de-evolution of the characters happens. Um, but I think that having it rooted in what feels like real people and how they might deal with it makes it uh, a little easier to navigate and hopefully to to take in as a viewer.
0: How do you, how, so do you have any, do you have a process for taking on a character and then releasing a character? Or is it just something like, is there, are there any tools or resources that you use?
1: Um, for me, you know, I always said my route through my career has been uh, unique and, and not really in a specific way. I've taken a million different classes and worked with different coaches and come out with different different books and different trainings and different. And I try to kind of just take a little bit of the cultural melting pot of it and put it and take what is working for me and, and build my own preparation routine that way. But also, uh, each character is different. You know, and I think when I stopped trying to do to portray and prepare every character the same way, it was it was a lot more liberating because every experience is different. Every character is different. Every production is different. And when I started kind of allowing it to be a little more fluid, um, I found it. I, I wasn't so analytical in the character. It was a little more um, instinctive and and free that way. So I don't know if that. Answers question
0: at all. No, I mean that—that's your process. Well, the thing about it is, is on for a lot of our viewers are artists, entrepreneurs, or entertainment professionals. So, um, you know, they're always asking like, this industry sometimes is very unforgiving. It's very tough. It's very difficult at times. And so, we just like to speak to people who come on the show and just ask them like, what's your process? Like, maybe we can catch a nugget. Um, we were in. We're, you know, in a global pandemic still, Even though the vaccine has, you know, is being pushed out, um, you have a lot of artists and entrepreneurs. They're trying to create content. They're trying mm-hmm. to find their voice. And um, I really believe that because of the trauma that everybody has experienced, um, both as a as a nation and individual individually as well. We all have our own individual things. Um, Artists are really just trying to navigate. How do I find my voice? How do I stay authentic to who I am and still figure out where I land in this industry, whether it's writing, whether it's producing, whether it's acting? And we just my my co-host, she's not here today. um, Artisha Man Cooper, she's a line producer. And I'm an actress and host. And so we're always just asking people, like, what's your process? What tools and resources do you use? What, what piece of advice can you give content creators and filmmakers? And so I guess my next question would be um, really for both of you, like, how did COVID affect uh, Dark State and the production and distribution of Dark State? And just what things, well, we'll get to that question. Let's Let's do that question first. <laughs> That's probably, probably for you, Tracy.
2: Um, COVID did affect distribution and the choices that we made. I have, uh, like I said before, a great, great producer, Michelle Gray, who has become an amazing friend as well. And it, it, she put it the best way. She said, OK, well, we're in the wild, wild west of distribution right now because yes. we don't know we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Will the theaters be open? Will they not? Will they will Will they be open in a year, two years? We just, we didn't know. Um, and I, I feel that with my personality, I would have been happy just kind of being home and writing uh, as I'm doing now, my next film. But she really pushed me and I'm forever grateful for that. She pushed me all the way through COVID and there were times I didn't want to be pushed. I had my whole family back at the house, you know, my kids home from college and my mom and I didn't want it. <laughs> and she every day, well, why don't we look at this and we can we can try this and why don't we, you know, why don't we try out out here? We never tried that before. Why don't we try West Coast, East Coast? And we did it and we got in theaters and we were sold out in New York for two nights. and. We got held over another week and then we got held over in Texas. And and now we're going to VOD in, in May, May 4th. And it's it's a great success story for this little film and all the actors and, and my and the crew from Philadelphia. And and I really do I, I have to just give her all the credit because she really did push me to do something with this film. She believed in it. And um through COVID. I think like you, you were saying earlier, affects different people in different ways. Uh-huh. And my initial feeling was uh well I'll just be creative during this time. And and she had a different plan for me. Uh-huh. I, I followed it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so um my best friend she's a film producer, and she's the same way. Producers, they just are like, nope, you got to get it done, you got to get it done, and sometimes you just want to sit back and be creative, and they're like, absolutely not, because they're driven by productivity. I think that different people have different strengths, and um, we talk a lot about um, networking and building authentic relationships with people who really want to see you succeed and um, just kind of binding your tribe. How have you both been able to find authentic relationships in the entertainment industry, we can start with you, Nicholas. Since Tracy answered, and then Tracy, you can answer.
1: Sure. Um, well, you know I, what I think. A nice thing is that was surprising to me in a way, and, and is to people is because everyone always like the first question is always, "What is this star like? What is that star like? What is?" This like? And um,
0: but they don't cast you. The stars they don't cast you.
1: Relationship. It does kind of encompass that whole thing that my experience overall has been so much better. And that might sound naive because I know there's a lot of people who have had rough goes in different ways. And obviously a huge thing that we're exploring right now is how to get specifically, you know, females to be treated as they should be treated with equality, quality with respect with, um, and have that unilaterally the standard to treat people with respect it's amazing i have to say that but um so many of the people that i have worked with or come across there there just is a sense of community and unity from casting from coaching from other actors that i maybe it's just me i come from a small town i went to new york and i was just experiencing expecting this cutthroat look we're just going to cut you down and and uh, overall, there hasn't been that. And, you and you know, when you're trained, when you're working with people, you work on something like this, um, you create those bonds and those professional relationships and friendships that take a natural evolution. If you show up to work, prepared to work, and you're not a jerk. I'm always blown away when somebody thanks me for being nice or kind on a set. And. I can't believe that that's something that has to be. I do, I'm giving credit for, but you know, you show, and you're just. I always say, who wants to be a jerk? We we chose this profession. I'm assuming no one's forcing you into this lunacy profession. If you're, and so if you're lucky enough to be working, to be collaborating, to be practicing, training, doing a scene, how lucky are we to do that? And then you know, the community responds to that, and. If your visions align, then you go off and you do another thing together, hopefully. Or you just say, I, I know the person who's right. I love to do that. I love to say, you, you need a DP? I got a great guy for you. You need a great grip? Oh, I got a great guy for it. You need a great editor? Oh, I did a short and I have this amazing editor. You know, and that's, I love that. I love putting good people together and, you know, um, so yeah, I, I think it's. I love
0: that. I love that, Nicholas. Um, Tracy, can you answer that question? How have you been able to build um, authentic relationships in the entertainment industry?
2: Uh, My relationships are the same across the board. It doesn't matter whether it's in the industry or out of the industry. Relationships are very important to me. All my relationships are very important to me and I put a lot into my relationships uh, I really it's the secret of happiness. I believe that. And when I get on set, one of the first things I said to everyone um, was this is just going to be a great experience. My last film was a great experience. And this one's going to be a great experience. And it was. And I, I guess maybe eventually you just attract that. But I, I, I do feel that we both my films, I had great experiences. And I have friends that have blasted through that um, through those both both of those projects, and I'm very grateful to them. And um, yeah, that's what I would say. I would say that my relationships are I, I are are across across the board the same. I treat them not one is oh, well. This is a professional relationship, but I'm not going to put anything into it. And I'm just going to be very short No, I, I feel like I feel like a relationship is a relationship. And Absolutely. It be, yeah, and it should be um, dealt with with. Number one, respect, like Nicholas has said, it's true. Respect is the basis of a relationship.
0: Absolutely. I believe in that, the power of attraction. If you are a good person, then you attract good people. And the way that you show up to one thing is the way that you should show up to everything. So you are you are absolutely right, Tracy. Well, I know that we are coming to an end of this podcast. It's really been a pleasure speaking with you. I feel like we've just been having a conversation. It doesn't even feel like an interview. I don't know about you all.
1: Oh, it's great! I'm like, oh, we're wrapping up. Let's keep going.
0: Yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. If <laughs> Annie is what she's saying, but I know that you have, you know, your water to drink.
1: <laughs> right. Like another three gallons over there.
0: <laughs> and I know, and I know, Tracy, you have more to write. Um, but I know that this won't be your last time on the show. Um, I hope to speak with you as you film your next project and you, Nicholas, as you guys continue to climb the ladder. Um, and we need more people like you, more people that are full of light. Uh, and so I hope that you continue to share your light with the world. And thank you so much for talking and speaking with me today. Um, like I said, it was truly a pleasure speaking with both of you. It was so much fun thank talking to
1: you. Good. Thanks so much. Thanks thank you.
0: You're great, oh. thank you. Great thank time. you so much. All right. Let's see. We are Hold on Annie, said we have more time. That's okay. <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs>